So for instance, like when I started looking for my roles and stuff, I knew I wanted to get into marketing or film or whatever that may be. So I literally started applying to only those roles. Like I feel like you need to be very perfect specific. and specific. Yeah. Because if you're not specific, life will literally toss you everything and anything. And that's not really that great sometimes. But if you kind of at least have a rough idea and then kind of head in that direction, more times than not, you you will probably get a better expectation, 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 expectation. Welcome back, guys, to the No Bad Energy podcast. Um, you're back with Brad and Jay, and today we have Lillian on the phone, um, or Lily, or however you want to. How do you want to be called? Um, I feel like Lillian is so official. I think we'll just go with Lily. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Okay, so cool. so Lily, so Lillian, it is yeah. Okay, cool. That so, <laughs> <laughs> no, joking. So yeah, we got. Lily today, um, who is also known as the Melanated Boss. Um, yeah, yeah, she she's been killing the Instagrams and stuff. If you want to let the people know what you do and you know stuff like that, and then we'll get into um, some other stuff. Well, I suppose professionally, I'm a field marketing manager for um, a pretty cool company called Indeed. Hopefully, oh, wow. people know without. Yeah, yeah, I use that. Yeah, yeah, everyone uses Indeed, or they've had they have to in like. I have to right now. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, same, same here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a hint towards me to help out or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, you got the hookups. No, right, before, well. they go, before they go into the site, just just run them past our email first, and then we can. <laughs> no, I I handed them my notice at work, so um, I'm trying to find something else right now. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, um, just a few things. So basically. It's, it's a mixture of what's been happening in the world versus me trying to find that job satisfaction. Mm. Um, so I just feel like now is the time to make that leap. Obviously, it's the, it's the unknown. Usually people like to have something lined up before they, before they hand in the notice, but I just felt like now was the right time for me to actually do that. And I think it's on the back of, it's also on the back of we recorded our first podcast. So all of a sudden that celebrity status has got to, <laughs> that's so not, that's he was not. like, you know, he walked into work and he was like, fuck you and your job. Yeah, I don't need this shit. All the fame got to I'm no bad energy. Like, I'm a no bad energy host now. Yeah, you don't not, know who the fuck I am, literally. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right. but still, I suppose, kudos to you, because I suppose not a lot of people do take that leap just into the unknown. Um, so you probably find something amazing off the back of it, anyway. For sure. For sure. Like, what is it like? What is it like working for Indeed? Because obviously they are. Um, people might just see them as a website. Are they like a big operation, or is it small knit company? Or it's so funny because when I actually applied for the role, I thought they were like three guys in a basement with like <laughs> a UX, I don't know, software thing or some like you know bot somewhere yeah. or whatever. But they're actually pretty large. So they're like almost 15,000 people now or 10,000, between 10,000 to 15,000 people employed globally. Um, and then they have like different head offices. So the main one is in Austin. The European headquarters is in Dublin, but we do have an office in London. Um, but it has been pretty cool working for them. I've worked for them just over, actually, no, it's two years in January. Okay. Yeah. So it's been, um, it's been exciting. And what do you do there? You're, you're saying you're, you're marketing? You work in marketing? Yeah, so I'm basically a field marketing manager. So at the moment, I'm 
in charge of creating like the enterprise strategy and like implementing different campaigns to make sure we hit our targets. So a real objectives. Oh, cool. <laughs> a real uh, a real melanated bus. I guess. <laughs> I yeah, I don't that... just take pictures on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw you've done a few, well, not a few. I saw you did your first uh, conference or speaking um, panel recently. How, oh, did find, cool. how did you find that? Um, so I suppose I've always kind of wanted to go into public speaking. So I suppose working for Indeed has kind of given me little bits of opportunities to do that. So at the moment, I'm part of like the Black Inclusion group in within Indeed, because diversity and inclusion is not just a buzzword. <laughs> Tell that to my current job. But anyway, Ooh, go, go I feel like go. there's a story there. Wow. <laughs> how many daggers are you going to be throwing at these plates? You had it in your life. Hello, hello, Let daggers. Them, hello, daggers. them live, man. Uh, well, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so we're not going to say the story? I'll save it for another day. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. What was I saying? But yeah, um, you said you're part of uh, diverse diversity and inclusion group. Yeah, so like the Black Inclusion Group, which is under I suppose the diversity and inclusion um, era or whatever. Um, so we do like events and stuff. So our first event was last year October, where we did our first um, Black History celebration, and we had like rap band there which was pretty cool and we had like um some comedians and some other hosts and Nico Chu who's like a really good poet and then we had like four of our um SLT members as well so like our CEO flew out for the event nice. um, so it does kind of feel like I work for a company that actually kind of puts action behind their words if that makes sense I mean I was, I was just about to ask that because obviously you get a lot of companies today that people work in they talk about um, equality and diversity and um, stuff like that. But is it? Do you feel like sometimes it's it's done for show, or do you feel like there is a lot of there's a lot of meat behind what they're actually saying? I feel like the right intentions are there. I mean, the fact that people are paying more attention to an issue, I suppose that not a, um, I suppose in the last so often or so many years hasn't really been addressed. I feel like it is a good thing that it is being highlighted, but not all the time is it being highlighted for the right reasons. I mean, we are pretty much aware that I suppose if you have a more diverse and inclusive workforce, it does, you know, statistically it shows like you would make more money as a company. Um, So it's kind of like, I mean, at the end of the day, businesses are businesses. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of more about your bottom line. But if you do happen to find an organization where they actually do care, then yes, yeah, stay with them. <laughs> cool. Cool. I mean, um, just by talking to you, you've got a bit of an accent. So where, what's your background? Or like... uh, <laughs> Everyone always asks that. Where, where, where do I sound like I'm from? I, I don't know. I'll let Jay answer that one. I'm not going to answer that one. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um... <laughs> So obviously, there is some African background, mm-hmm. but you don't sound you don't really sound like you're from. I don't know. It's weird. It's like a it, it's an American accent, English American, English American. Well, American English. Accent. You know, it's not it's not full American. No, no, no. Maybe. It's like a. It's hard to describe. Yeah, I would say it, there's a twang. Yeah. twang. Yeah. Well, I basically lived in Ireland for eleven years. Um, 
and then America for two, and then I was born here, and I'm Nigerian. There we go. That's an interesting, interesting mix. <laughs> well, okay. So you were were you born in Nigeria, or were you born here, or? I was born in the UK, but I mean, I feel like I would identify as being Nigerian first. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Cool. Obviously, I mean, Brent. What, what do you mean? Obviously, obviously. I never said. <laughs> what, what does that mean? You could. Uh, all right, cool. I mean, normally when when we have guests on, we normally do a quick fire round. Um, yeah, we went uh, went straight into your career, um, and before we start talking about obviously melanated boss, we would want to talk about some other stuff just kind of break the ice i think the ice is already broken to be honest yeah but it's just, to, just to let people <laughs> let's know let's re-break the ice yeah. yeah all right so the first one is what's your favorite food or cuisine oh uh, that's not even tough because i feel like i okay so there's two things i i like rice and <laughs> stew and tons of meats and i just finished <laughs> eating like pounded yam and yeah. like okra before i like <laughs> got on this period. podcast so oh my. <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah i feel that all right so this one it might be difficult it might be easy burner boy or whiskey oh burner yeah that's easy um the last book you read uh self-made uh how what was the reason behind that and what did you like about that particular book i liked it because it was really practical so it wasn't just like a fluff book you know like one of those you know, sleep and dream and yeah, believe yeah. and so, achieve kind of books. <laughs> so, so it gives you stuff you can actually apply to your... Exactly. Okay. Who, who's, right. Sorry, who's the author of that book? Um, I think it was uh, Byron... Crap, I can't remember his last name. Let me just... I'm going to check quickly. What about you, Brad? What was the last... Brad, I'm starting to read <laughs> Sapiens at the moment. Oh, um, that's my second time reading it to be honest uh, the first time went, kind of went over my head so well some bits of it went over my head um, but yeah I thought I think I'm going give to give it another go it has nothing really to do with business but it's, it's by no, it's, um, it's definitely a good read yes have you, have you read it before? I don't but I keep getting recommended yeah. by um, lots of people yeah. to read it so. likewise actually that that normally means, Jay, you should read it. <laughs> I, mean, I, get, I get that too. There's, there's a lot of books to read. So, yeah, so it's by Yuval Noah Harari. Um, and it's pretty cool because it talks about the beginning of, like, men and stuff and how we're, like, different DNAs, even though we're different, we're different skin colours. We're all men, we're all sapiens, but we're all different types and we've all got different genomes and... Yeah, it's just good, really cool. Okay, so did you manage to get the author? Oh, it was actually Byron Cole. Oh, awesome. Oh, Byron Cole. Just, okay, cool. Yeah, I just didn't remember his last name. And um, Bianca Miller Cole, so both of them. Okay. Um, so out of the books you've read so far, um, which which would you recommend? How to Make Friends and Influence People is a pretty good one. It is. It's a, like a very good a, book. Yeah. yeah, but I also feel like that's a really cliche answer. I mean... It, <laughs> It's still a good book though, because um, there's another one that I think um, people find is a bit of a cliche one. Um, oh, I forgot what it's called now. Oh, don't tell me the rich dad, poor dad book. Yeah, oh, that that too. Bad, but bad that book. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that book. Yeah. Um, it's the uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, by Mark Manson. Okay, so favorite film. 
My favorite film. Oh, that's a tough one. See, we're gonna judge you based on your answer. Yes. Oh, that's so. a tough one. Only because, like, <laughs> okay, let me think. Let me think. What's my favorite film? Hmm. Okay, that's a tough one. I have to come back to that. Okay. <laughs> we'll, give, we'll give you some time. Um, right, favorite album. It could be any anything. Favorite or the the album you've listened to the most recently. Oh, um, what's my favorite album? I am tempted to say Summer Walker because okay. I really played that like album over and over and over again. Okay. I haven't um, listened to that album yet, you know. They say it's good, Brad, you know? Yeah, but you know what? I don't really... Uh, anyways, well, you, you know what I listen to, so it, it's, it's, it's kind of down the list at the moment. <laughs> you don't really want... I didn't, I didn't catch that. I... I, I yeah, it's down the list, isn't it? It's down the list. There's a reason. Say no more. Say no more. Cool. All right. Let's jump back into sort of you, Lily, and sort of what you do. So, obviously, you've got the day job mm-hmm. where you're doing marketing and doing events and stuff. Um, but obviously, you going off your Instagram, you sort of blog as well. How did you fall into um, that? Well, I guess, you know, I don't really know. <laughs> it was just one of those things where, like, I just felt like, I found myself in a pretty cool position pretty young Mm. and I just kind of wanted to share that because I didn't really see I suppose a lot of people like myself working in certain industries and I just felt like like not a lot of people believe that they could actually be in certain industries so I'm like oh let me just kind of blog about what I do and my life and stuff and I didn't realize there was a title behind it like lifestyle bloggers or whatever <laughs> to be honest I don't really see myself as a blogger or influencer. I just kind of live and yeah it's just, just post it's, what it's, I want it's a weird it's a weird title because obviously yeah. there's a lot of uh, connotations that come with that that title but for me it's just a case of obviously you showcase um your day job and sort of the activities you do uh, and events and, and things like that but then you also when you're living life and going to other events you just show people those experiences as well so I mean I guess it's a lifestyle blogger whatever they call it but um it's it's a very interesting mix because obviously it's usually one or the other with people yeah so it's either they're showing you all business um or they're showing you all the the holidays and stuff so it's, it's a nice mixture for me at least to see uh, that from someone's account because you're allowed to be both you're allowed to want to turn up and you know actually have a day job and be serious sometimes but I just see like a lot of people just try to I don't know just but then again I guess it just depends on where you work so certain people don't feel like they can bring their authentic self to the office or whatever it may be so yeah I guess it just depends really um but I just feel like I'm pretty much in a position where I kind of want to show people that you can have fun you don't really have to be the Kylie Jenner's of the world to you know boss life no offense to Kylie Jenner she's a billionaire no no offense to her at all for sure <laughs> but there's a lot of things that you can do you don't really have to you know just be a makeup artist or a youtuber you can you know have a day job and fund your dreams and yeah. kind of be a more well-rounded person so what would you say is is your your dream or your goal or passion um, I feel like my ultimate, well, in a nutshell, I always say this cause I literally have a, like a sentence for it, but, um, ultimately I want to be a globally recognized inspirational, motivational marketer, Damn. but, <laughs> oh, 
Wow. At the same time, I, I want to just do so much. So, I mean, at the moment, I'm currently looking at starting like my own media consultancy slash media production kind of thing. So, fingers crossed for that. Awesome. So, if you were to um, to do that, would you still keep the day job for now? Or would you just sort of juggle all of that together? Or would I would you like do to a try. J, or would you do a J and just hey just, hey hey? Just that's that's not what Apocalypse, <laughs> apocalyptic, yeah. Just, just be like, you know what? Put down the gauntlet. I'm going on my own. <laughs> to be honest, I would I would love to think that I had the courage to just jump ship, but I actually like kind of the comfortable paycheck that comes every month, so I can actually like I don't know. I just feel like being in a position where you can kind of just get that pay and then kind of fund your dreams yeah or whatever kind of pushes you a bit further but i get at the same time there are some people that you you know you 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 might have a plan and it just works out better that you put in 110 percent rather than kind of divide your attention because it is hard yeah yeah always have a plan plan guys always have a plan Um, but i think i get the feeling you enjoy your job as well so it's not a case of oh my god i have to wake up on monday I can't bother to go in. It's, it's it's more something that you actually enjoy doing. So it's not as taxing on your spirit and things like that. Yeah, I don't really feel like it is. Don't get me wrong, like it's still a job. But at mm. the same time, everything I do in my, my job, I actually just enjoy doing anyway, like recording videos and being on social. And I don't know, the only difference between what I do just like for fun in my job is I have to think strategically where I work and show results and metrics and all that other fancy stuff that you get paid to do but ultimately it's pretty much the same thing so do you feel like do you feel that you've taken some of the life life lessons from your job and applied it to your own brand um like some of the stuff that you've learned over the time and some of the experiences so even some of the uh, mistakes that they would make at work um or or even some of the successes, you would take that and apply that to your everyday, um, yeah, your everyday brand as the melanated boss. Um, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I suppose that's still something I struggle with a little. Uh, not in the sense that I don't know exactly how to apply it. Is more just about the time, and then of course like when you're at work, it's like you're working with such large budgets. When it's your personal thing, it's like, okay, you don't have that, you know, 100K to toss out an event because it's not your money. <laughs> so that's great. Um, so, I mean, it's just about trying to find that balance and figure out, okay, trying to work with what you have and then trying to figure out what can actually be applied realistically because I suppose all these companies are working with crazy crazy budgets so <laughs> i think I, I mean I, I mean i understand what you mean I, I think i get what you're saying but also on the flip side of that um although they have the budget sometimes it's the know-how and the small things the process and the structure that they kind of implement can sometimes differ them and make yeah. them different to other to other companies and make them very unique um obviously looking at your your instagram you know you've got quite a big following you've got really nice engagement your pictures are different you know so you know I would say that maybe there is a a a sense of maybe uniqueness in that as well so you know the question was like do you think that that has stemmed that's naturally through you that you're bringing to indeed or do you think like 
indeed has instilled some of that in you or do you think you was always you've always been in that kind of space that it's just literally it's just been a working progress um I think it's been a bit of a working progress so I actually studied like media communications and journalism um to start and I was really like into film and photography and all of those type of things and then initially when I thought I would start out my career I thought I'd be like on MTV or Beyonce or something like that or (laughs) (laughs) something along those lines um but then I found myself um, I suppose working for um a startup which was really cool because I was kind of tossed in the deep end um so what I thought was you know just posting things on social media was actually like CRM solutions and marketing automation tools and you know like actually having to study data and figure out like how to apply that to an actual campaign, et cetera. So um, I think over time, moving from company to company and kind of acquiring, I suppose, different bits and bobs and learning and all of that, I guess through that, I I suppose I kind of do apply it through my everyday life and stuff. Uh I might not have the time to execute everything the way I would want to, but when I do, I suppose, post stuff or whatever, I do try to make sure, you know, it's good. It's really weird because our audience is split. So we have um, a percentage of people who do work the day job um, and they do do their nine to five. But, you know, if we had our last caller, our last guest, sorry, we had a Shaq cool, you know. caller. <laughs> and it might come like it's a hotline, you know. Um, yeah, our last our last guest, Shaq, I mean, obviously he didn't, he didn't go through the career route. He went straight into entrepreneurship. Um, obviously, you've taken a different, a different route, a different path that he he has, and still come out. You know, you're still saying that you can still have the same success. So, do you think that it is down to the person and the willpower, or you know, there is no quick fix or there's no chosen path that it can happen as long as you put the work in? I I, I believe in the latter. There's no quick fix, and you literally just have to put in the work. Um, it also does depend on the individual and I suppose Mm. what best suits you like for me I didn't really want to start things unless I knew how some of these large organizations worked like I never really like growing up is I know I keep referring back I suppose to the diversity and inclusion thing but is it was a big deal for me I suppose growing up and you know like my influences being like oh I know, like Olivia Pope from Scandal, and she's like a PR boss and working for the president and all of this. And I'm like, okay, you know, I want to do that. And then, I mean, like when I started working in um, the startup initially, which was my first role, I was basically in charge of like all these world tours and stuff. And I remember, I'll never forget this. (laughs) It was my CMO. uh, She came up to me and she was like, the event is nice and everything, but the wine is shit. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, the wine is cheap. It's shit. I was like, wow. <laughs> and then she took me to etiquette class. And she took me to um, Napa Valley for wine wow. tasting. Et oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I just never forgot that. And it's just like all these tiny things that you just don't grow up learning. Yeah. It's like you get to immerse yourself in these environments where you wouldn't usually find I suppose people like yourself in the first place I'm not saying you know it's the best or whatever but it is the situation I suppose at hand I know it's changing or whatever but it is the current situation um but you're tossed in these environments and you just learn so much more and I don't know it just kind of 
forces you almost to see things from a different perspective so so you kind of touched on sort of what you've studied in terms of uh, media communications and journalism right is that something you always had a passion for even prior to going into university or is it something you kind of developed as you got older so initially I really did think I was going to be like on the pop charts alongside Beyonce and I was going to like be an international break dancer and my mom said no go to school <laughs> yeah basically yeah. as every African parent would um, mm-hmm. she told me I was gonna she didn't want me to be like Whitney Houston or Britney Spears um, <laughs> <laughs> what is it about African parents and the worst case scenario Honestly, like she's oh far left. She also told me she didn't want me um being a snake lady like Aaliyah. Um, <laughs> so many things, man. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but initially that's what I thought I was gonna do. But then I started like I suppose maturing and stuff, and then over time I kinda wanted to be the person that owned the artists. And then when you start reading and then you get deeper into it, then you start to realize, okay it goes deeper than you know just owning the artists there's mm-hmm. the labels there's this there's that and then it's kind of like I just wanted to see myself in a position that was a bit higher than a break dancer I guess yeah so I think I think it's more of a case of what you wanted to um like own the field in that sense not just be the person yeah just like you you're, you're not responsible for the product you want to be the person who owns the factory Basically. um yeah so you, you're not just yeah <laughs> which makes sense I guess you know I think a lot of people try to go for the small bit um I don't know I don't know if that's a cultural thing though it, it's or generational thing uh-huh. I mean, we, we touch on it a lot I mean we always go for the we want to be the it, it might be because I mean if we're if we're talking about um the cultural aspect uh and I'm sorry mom and dad but <laughs> Obviously, the, the influence from them would be, oh, you need to become either a doctor or a lawyer or mm. something technical, like some a bioscientist or like something that ho- holds weight in their eyes. So it's, it's, it requires you to, to go to school and, and get those qualifications. Um, but I think it kind of stunts the growth of some kids because not everyone is geared towards that kind of life. Um mm-hmm. And some people are a bit more expressive, a bit more creative. And I think in order to actually fulfill that potential, you actually need to be allowed to experience things. Um, mm. And I think it's some, I think that's one of the things that, uh, I don't know whether it's a, a case for all black um, children or, or uh, parents, uh, but I think it's something that we actually need to do more of um, as, a, as a community. Because it's not, there's so many things that you can actually be and do in this world that have nothing to do with uh, school. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying no one should go to school um, because it's good to have that at least a little bit of uh, education behind you. That's a little um, bit. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, what, what's that? Nurs- nursery and reception and then you can, just, you, can, you can do what you need to do. Just a tad. Um, but I think it just depends on the on the individual because um, not all kids are um, geared for establishments, if that makes sense. I mean, I mean, from 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 that, that's that's a good point. I mean, from my point of view, I didn't go to uni, um, but I found it's it's yes, okay. People can sit and say, "Oh, you didn't go to uni," and 
you've done this with yourself and you know but i feel like it's it is a double-edged sword because there are certain things i did miss out on um some people go to uni and they get they they can if they utilize it properly they can get really good connections they could be you know and as well as a lot of jobs when they're seeing you first time like a lot of them do look at graduates a lot better than someone like over experience it's crazy it doesn't sound a bit mad but a lot of them do a lot of these recruiters a lot of the places they look at oh you don't have a degree in this and you know so i think one of my biggest things was i wanted to be a teacher um when i was growing up and you needed a degree for that and because i didn't go to uni it was just like a flat no so obviously now you can probably work around it and do your working degrees and stuff but you know when you i think you're in that kind of situation you don't think i don't think it's i think it it, it is a generational thing um and it's a lack of knowledge that causes our parents to do that um they just want us to be better than them yeah. they want us to go and then what they see that is they see doctor lawyer you know cuz these are the people back in their day that were seen in the highest respect and the highest demand Plus, I think they just want to show off to their friends when they go to church <laughs> on Sunday. That's, that's definitely part of the... Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think it's a bragging thing as well. But that's fine. I mean, they're allowed to do that. They're allowed sure, to be proud sure. of their kids. And, you know, and I think that's where that comes from. Sense of pride, a sense of ownership. Yeah. I find but that I crazy. Sorry? No, I said, go ahead. No, I'm just, like, listening to your points and stuff. And I just find it funny because it's funny that, um, I suppose... Initially, you mentioned bioscience, and I actually studied that for two years before dropping out <laughs> and becoming the black sheep of my household. <laughs> uh, tell you. Um, so, yeah, I had to study that for two years because ultimately I was supposed to be a doctor, even though I faint <laughs> at the sight of blood. <laughs> so somehow I was supposed to miraculously overcome this. <laughs> as someone said, there's many doctors. Like, you don't have to see blood to be a doctor, you know. Just the fact of you just being called a doctor... That's the best thing yeah. ever. You could be a psychiatrist. They wouldn't care. As long as you just called that doctor uh, or whatever. I mean, I, f- I feel like that pressure sometimes can be a bit overwhelming for kids. Yeah. Uh, but then I feel as well, sometimes it does put them in the right decision because a lot of kids these days don't have that decision to go by. If you let, sometimes if you let people learn what they want, I feel like society doesn't have the right structure to support them to go I, on their own uh, and themselves. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Tell us why. Yeah, I feel like if the individual has like an inkling or at least a notion of somewhat of what they want to do and they do enough research behind it. Because for me, when I dropped out of like doing bioscience or whatever, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do still. Um, but... I had like, okay, I'm going to, you know, doing videos I'm into like TV and I'm into this and I'm into that. So find a course, I suppose, or something um, to build on what you actually want to do and then kind of just go from there. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I do feel like there are things around us and we're no, at, I think... at a point where there's a wealth of knowledge and information everywhere. And there's the no, no, I'm def- def- definitely understand that. I mean, from my point of view, um, when you say like they, it, we are in the information age, as I say, we said it before, uh, there is no easier time to be 
what you want to be as in now and the present. But when when I say structure, I say that there isn't, if you're saying you live in a family, not just you, but a lot of people that don't, um, your mum hasn't been an entrepreneur, they've been a steady job, they started working at 16, your uncles, your um, cousins, they all in that kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you can feel like where you want to go and you know what you want to do. But when you see what your environment is, it takes us, it takes a lot of mental strength to kind of break that mold. It takes a lot of mental strength to stay focused and stay in belief in that. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of young, I would say younger people, they don't really, they haven't really been equipped to deal with that. They haven't really been equipped to deal with that stress. They haven't really been equipped to deal with that mental, that mental, um, that mental, yeah, that mental stress really, because obviously you're saying that you studied um, biomedical science and then you knew that wasn't for you. You dropped out. Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids don't get that opportunity to even go into that. They, oh, to they, drop out? No, no, yeah, to, to basically to see what they don't like. Because so in was... my case, it wasn't like, oh, my parents supported my dropping out. I was basically disowned after I decided to drop out. Yeah. So <laughs> funding my way into this new miraculous university that I wanted to go to was basically on me. Yeah. So yeah. I really do feel like it depends on the individual and how bad you want something. Because yeah, I literally my first university experience i was like oh yeah you know this is my parents money this is great when it's your money and you don't have a laptop throughout the entire university experience and you know like all of this funding is not coming from anywhere and your parents really are just kind of like you know this is literally on you because this is what you've decided to do you start to think of life very differently because at the end of the day it's like a do or die thing yeah and even after university it was difficult i didn't get a job for like almost a year i worked for free for three months in a company just trying to get like pr and whatever experience i could get just so i can put it on my cv i worked in multiple different like agencies doing temp work for like different media companies etc the very first job i applied for like i would do 150 applications a day because i'm like there is a million and one companies in the uk one of them is bound to say yes to me and I didn't want to do retail at one point my auntie was like oh maybe you should do you know one of these care jobs or cleaning I literally was like no <laughs> I'm gonna be like Olivia Pope or die <laughs> talk that, talk that talk. and that's determination so I just, yeah it just depends on how bad you want something and honestly like I was at that point in life where it's like no I need to become something bigger than everybody around me because I'm like, this can't be it. <laughs> you would do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was saying that kind of relays on my point. We would say your environment around you, you use that as an example to say you didn't want to be in that position. So you didn't want to be in that position. So you wanted to elevate yourself. So you put yourself into that kind of that mindset where you're going to grow. And I feel like there, there are... <sighs> I mean, they're not far in between, but they they are becoming very scarce where you get a lot of people want it. They want a different life. They want the lifestyle, but they don't want to work for it. Nor they do they want to quit their job. They, they don't want to quit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> or they don't even go. Is that, is that your answer for everything? It's not answer for everything. <laughs> I think, like, a lot of people don't want to take... It's not even about the leap. Sometimes they don't want to come out of their, their norm um and face that that 
that literally truth is what if I or they don't want to do it because they're scared of failing or they're scared of not being able to go through that or you say you took a big risk because if you had come out of uni and you said as you say basically disowned that would cower a lot of people you know the fact of their parents not approving with what they're doing that kind of molds their life into mm-hmm. something that they want that they basically they try to make people happy mm. they're people pleasers and that's there's nothing listen guys there's nothing wrong with being a people pleaser yes there is um, no there isn't. <laughs> no no because like, I'm no, happy. No, there is. no no you, bro, bro you can't say that because that's just I how could... life is and people grow in different uh, there is there is before you go on what you're gonna say in we, we have to have to understand is that everyone is it's all nice to have this we read books and we talk about this and have this mindset yeah but there are some people out there who literally they can't get out of that yes mm. okay it's 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 very and that's sad it's heartbreaking to see that it but what, what you have to understand is that it's normal to be in that it's normal to be in that because 95% of right. the world that is in that circle at the moment, they're in that, I don't know what the fuck to do with my life. I and completely yes, agree with you. Take out... huh? I, agree, I agree with you. And let, that's what I'm saying. Me... You take people out one by one. I'll tell you I'm why saying... I said that. I said... Go on. Um, so I was one of those people. Like, yeah. Everything in terms of um, pleasing, like in terms of pleasing people, my parents, um, people around me that I was that person so I could tell you from experience it eats away at you inside so mm. you start to become a shell of your own per- your own self so you you start to do you're doing things you're not really understanding why you're doing it it's just because it will make this person happy or it will cause less commotion or it's it will just you just start to plod along life without actually living mm. and one of the things that I told myself um is that, I mean, I wouldn't say fuck everyone. That's a bit extreme. Yes, you, yes, you would. Yes, you would. <laughs> All right. a, a little bit, a little bit. But it's more a case of it's when I make decisions, I have to put myself first before everyone else. And I, it, sounds, it sounds a bit selfish when you say that, but I think if more people made those kind of decisions in context with who they are, um, Obviously, you take into people's feelings and considerations, but ultimately, life is for you to live. I think it's... we've had it. But well, why do you feel selfish when? It's, it's just, I don't know. It's just the way either society is, or partly maybe the way I've been brought up, because um, I'm the oldest, right? And usually in <laughs> in the whole African setup. The oldest person is the one who is, usually makes the most um, sacrifices. Whether it's the case of you're you're um, you're the oldest, so you have to pick up your brother from school. Now these times, again, sorry, mom, but so I was what 16, 17. And my and my youngest brother was he was in nursery. So if you think about what you're doing when you're sixteen, right? So after school, you're either hanging out around your friends, going to McDonald's doing all these kind of um, bond-building activities. It's, it's simple things, isn't it? You don't really think about it. It's like little things that build relationships and sort of cause people to have friends that they've had since they were 12, yeah. 13, whatever. 
but I was always missing for those scenarios because I had to go pick up my brother. So and, and, I and... completely hear that. I remember one summer, my parents, I think I was like 15 or something. Yeah. And I had like two baby siblings um, like after me. Sorry if they're going to listen to this. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm probably going to get it. But anyway, I remember like the whole summer, they just kind of vanished. And then I was basically in charge of these two younger people. Yeah. And like paying bills. And I, I, I really found out like what people did in the post office at a very, really, really young age. I was like, okay, this is, this is a bit crazy. But I mean, I didn't even understand if it was a cultural thing or whatever. So. I mean, I'm sure there's people that aren't African that deal with it. What the whole point I'm trying to make is that it it either becomes something that's normal to you, so you grow throughout life making those kind of things, doing those kind of things for other people, uh, always sacrificing yourself for everyone else to be happy. Um, mm. But then it, it's kind of, for me personally, I would say it made me, if I hadn't gone through that. I don't think I'd be going through what I'm going through now. So I don't really think it's a negative at this point. It's kind of shown me what not to do and how I should change the way I think about things. So it's not really something I look back on negatively now. I probably did before, um, but it's, it's all part of growth. It becomes who you are. And these experiences are what lead you to become someone who quits their job with no job <laughs> of the way or someone who... So you're saying, say, if you had mass, massive amount of responsibility when you're young, you're going to get massive amount of irresponsibility when you're older. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, that, that massive amount of responsibility when you're young can stunt your growth. Is what it, I'm can, it can, it can, but it can also, it can also... It's both. Okay, so cool, like, it, 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 goes, it goes both ways, because it's obviously both. you talk about, you talk about putting yourself first and that makes sense and I understand that in certain instances you do but then if you align with people who want the same stuff as you you're literally impacting them but the way you put yourself first <laughs> and the way you impact people is by showing by example not by telling them what to do or looking sitting there going okay let's just do this uh, let me do this for you or let me make you happy you make yourself happy and through your own happiness it then shines through and people say, like, okay, this guy is actually happy. This is what he's doing. I think that's difficult, though, to be honest. Like, I feel, well, personally, growing up in a situation where <clears throat> I suppose, like, all of our moms, they always just have to be so strong. And it's just kind of like, I, I, I don't really, like, the idea of self-care and the idea of putting yourself first in those kind of environments, like, growing up, I never really saw it. Mm-hmm. Because they never put themselves first so it's something that I had to almost learn and and figure out that it's okay to kind of you know do things for yourself and it's okay to you know say you don't want to do this because you know and I suppose after I dropped out I just got some I don't know courage (laughs) from somewhere so it's kind of like I've done the worst thing in the world anyway so it's like is on me but I don't think it's something that we're naturally accustomed to just doing because I don't know, like when's the last time you saw your mom or whatever, just pick up and be like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to go to the spa and like, you know, just do this. And, you know, or is she like, like working crazy hours and then coming back and, you know, like, I don't, I, I've never seen that idea of self-care or whatever. And 
our community growing up anyway. I think I think it's different with your sense of the the whole sense of when you're talking about um your kids, um, that responsibility on that side. Obviously how I am with my kids, I know that I'm a lot more like, okay, I don't come I don't come first. Cool. Whereas I know that with regards to other people, then it's a bit different. I come first. I'll try and put myself first and stuff like that. I'm very much, like Jay will tell you, I'm very much into inclusion. I do like to bring people with me. And sometimes that can be a negative because people don't really want to be, either they're not ready, they don't really want to come on that journey or they're just not, they don't want it bad enough, going back to what we were saying originally, or they're just literally a different, they're just someone who just can't be, you can't be brought with you. And that's it. But I feel like when you're talking about your siblings or your like your kids, yeah, it's a different it's a different feeling because obviously you feel emotionally responsible for them as well. Um, so not 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 just okay, this is your friend, so you know it's a toxic friend. I'm just gonna leave them into mm. like it's not like that. It's a bit different. It's an unconditional bond that you've got. Although even though they they may say stuff that they don't they don't like you know that can be really really extreme some parents can go over the top but there's still that aspect of that foundation of love there yeah and, i mean and that blood obviously i've i've got a daughter and there's literally like I've, I've kind of changed my life around based on her needs so in terms of uh the financial aspect um the reasons i even started trying to move jobs was to make more um and now it's more a case of i'm trying to create a legacy um for her um now in terms of that love obviously it's unconditional um, and there's nothing i'll do for her but at the same time <laughs> there's times where she's like daddy where are you going and i'm like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go like i'm meeting up with some friends like just to have that experience or interaction obviously she's four so she has more of an understanding of when daddy's out socializing or which i don't think Obviously, as parents or the older generation of parents, I never really saw my mum taking time out for herself. She was always either she was either working or looking after us, and that was literally the only two scenarios I saw her in. And that's the level of sacrifice. And obviously, they put in that sacrifice. But you can still do that and still look after yourself. That's we what know I'm that. Saying. Yeah, but we know that now. Yeah, and so we're looking yeah. at that from someone else's through someone else. It's it's easy for us to do that. It's all about learning. Someone, yeah, right. looking at someone and saying, "Oh, so it's like you know, it's like me looking at my nan and saying, okay, she came here in nineteen in the nineteen fifties, um, and did this and did that.'" And I said, do, "You didn't. She didn't need to. She could have stayed in the Caribbean, or she could have done that. Or she could have done this." But then you think to yourself, like, it's it's all good now saying that hindsight but when you actually look at it you think you know what maybe they did it for a reason at the time you know and everyone will have a judge and opinion on your life and how you should do things and what you should do at the time but if everyone is doing it that way if that was the norm then it it just spreads Mm. you know but to be quite honest like I I never question I suppose what or how my parents lived their life in the past or whatever because of course there was like so much pressure and so many things like for instance 
like our grandparents or our great great grandparents were probably battling with like what I'm not I'm gonna say the slavery word I guess um, yeah so they're probably battling with that and then our grandparents probably got the cuffs of that or whatever and our parents generation were probably dealing with the whole fact of oh getting papers and all of this other stuff and now we're at a point where we've kind of passed that a little but not completely but I suppose my point is like it's 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 different now for like for instance like my mom like all of us are grown so it's kind of like why are you still in that kind of mindset where you have to like work back to back to back to back it's like you almost can't remove yourself from that situation anymore i think it comes to a point if they stop they just don't know what's next what else to do yeah. yeah, so I feel like it's <laughs> almost it's the fear of the unknown. Like I was telling my wife yesterday that my nan uh, was working till she was seventy-seven. She was still Why? cleaning. She was just cleaning, and she'd get up every every at five o'clock every evening, and she'll look after kids in the day. And um, we were thinking, like, you know, why are you still doing that? But the, the when she stopped doing it. Then she, she she then she developed on onset dementia. So, mm. like when you when your when your hands are idle, when your stuff sometimes they do it as a socializing thing, just to get out of the house, something different than the four walls. You know, we always say to them, oh, you know, mum, relax, nan, relax, chill. You don't need to be doing that no more, um, because we're looking at that in our infancy of our career, thinking yeah. like, you know what, I don't want to be doing that now. Um, but if we're looking at it a little bit differently and we're thinking, uh, listen, they've been doing this for so many years. This is all they know. You know, we're still babies in this. So sometimes we just got to be like, OK, how can we not eliminate what they're doing? But how can we make it easier for them? Yeah. Um, so it becomes more of a hobby than a, a job or a career, per se. Yeah. Like for me, I treat my mom sometimes. I might just like get her a nice spa day or whatever like they appreciate small things like that because I, I don't know what it is they'll never use their own money to do it but they would appreciate when you when you get it for them so <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure i think uh, what did we get my mom for christmas we got my mom a, a louis scarf for christmas right what what is so it kind of works out in a sp- even split um, but it's not something she would have bought for herself, but yeah. she still appreciated that whole um, process of gifting it. So I think it's just the way the way they they've been built. Um, obviously, we we see how they've interacted with the world, and then we improve on that, uh, both in terms of jobs and how we deal with with uh, mental health and things like that. Um, but yeah, I just think it's it's just how how they experience the world, and I don't think it's something that will change for them personally. Um, but yeah, I've got a question actually um, uh-huh. for you in terms of so you've worked in smaller companies, um, and is it is indeed the largest company you've worked for? Um, I guess so actually. How uh, do you find being a woman in? in the work environment, especially in, in what is indeed a tech company. It is a tech company. Yeah. Especially um, tech actually. That's a good. It's, it's, it's a pretty funny one actually, because in my early career, I always just wondered like why certain people were getting promoted and, you know, like culturally there's just certain things that probably prohibited me from getting, or I feel like 
progressing as quickly as I probably would. Like, doho, if someone is senior, don't look them in the eye or, you know, just, just like respectful stuff. And, you know, just kind of like I was really timid and I was like the first marketer hired for like the first startup. Um, so I was like doing all these world tours. And then I quickly discovered like, you know, you're a woman, you're black. So even if you're in charge of certain things, people might not even kind of respect you in yeah. a certain way. So yeah. early on, I, I remember I, there was this guy, oh, I would never forget him. He was like the top sales guy and his name was Tony. And for the next, like I, I the second I got into the job, um, I was like working with him really, really closely and stuff like that. And I remember just like thinking, you know what, I'm just going to start copying this guy. Like I'm, I'm going to basically be an old white guy. and see what happens like so I remember I was working my ass off um so like the first startup I generated like seven mil in pipeline um (laughs) revenue pipeline influence and blah 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 I had like all my stats I was like yeah you know I'm pretty young but I'm ready for this promotion I'm gonna go to my CMO it's gonna be great so I get there and I'm like, you know, this is the stats. This is what I've done, especially because the, another person that was hired pretty much at the same time as me, she was promoted twice in the space of us being there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I'm really busting off. Like I'm, I'm working. Do you get what I mean? So it's like, you know, at some point you just want that little bit of recognition. And I'll never forget. She just, she looked at me and she was just kind of like, oh, you millennials, you always just want to get ahead so quickly. And I remember um, my friend Aoife in the office and Aoife looked at me dead in the eye. She was like, basically, if you want to progress, you need to leave the company. And I thought she was crazy. I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) I'm earning my 2,000 pounds a month here. I'm I'm comfortable. I've done all of this hard work. They will promote me. Don't worry. (laughs) What happened? You have to leave? Oh, no, no, what? I didn't get promoted. I, I just I just got more laughs. And then I did leave. Um, and then I suppose at that point, I, I got um, a job at a better company, which is another large organization. Um, so I started working for a company called um, Workday at the time. And then I did a few months there contracting. And then after that, I was just kind of like, wow, you get more money if you just kind of leave the company and acquire skills and just kind of you know mm-hmm. do your thing so I started like um kind of specializing in special um, certain areas because the more you do research the more you start to realize where the gaps kind of lie and then I was like oh so if I wanted to be an exceptional marketer all I needed to know was kind of like the data side of things and then the offline side of things and then I'll be like a Megatron marketer I had all of this planned out I was just kind of <laughs> like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do this so um yeah after workday I started working for an oil and gas company a little bit outside and then I remember at one point like my sister um she was just kind of like uh you know you're pretty young and all these titles and stuff and no one's gonna pay you over 40k and this and this and that and you kind of have to be in one this and one this and one that and blah 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 you know, like she was just giving me advice based on what she, I suppose, knew and stuff like that. And I always appreciated it because she was already, I suppose, in corporate UK. So I looked up to her a lot and stuff like that. And then I don't know. I just something in the pit of your stomach sometimes is just kind of like at the end of the day, like 
if these people are reaching out to you and you know your shit, it's just kind of like, why do you feel like you're not going to get it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. At this point, just start commanding what you want. And someone is bound to say, yes, you like have good experience now. Um, so I switched up my CV, started putting all this stuff and LinkedIn and working on like things like Salesforce and trying to get like certification. Uh, I hate Salesforce. Oh my God. I still do. I still don't have the certification, but I kid you not, I could probably build the whole thing from scratch. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sad. That exam. Don't even get me started. (laughs) But that's something, that's one of my goals this year anyway, to actually get that certification. Um, Yeah, I just, at one point in life, it's just kind of like, you just start to think like, why can't you be the big gun like what's wrong with you do you get what i mean like yeah 100 percent. i actually <laughs> interesting story i got my biggest promotion after donald trump became president what? I, looked, I, I looked at it like if this guy could become president then what's stopping me from becoming a head of or or manager of like this yeah. like, this guy doesn't even have the credentials <laughs> and i've been busting my ass for like eight eight nine years so i just started applying for head off roles head of roles and then eventually i got one so um yeah i just think at some point you just have to start thinking you're you're the shit you just have to own that honestly because when you get in there i start to realize like no one is gonna toss you in the deep end like you actually get training and stuff like that and a lot of people go in and they 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 literally don't know what they're doing like it's you kind of get in and you just kind of make it your own. And yeah. even with Indeed, like, it was a weird one because they actually approached me with the job. So at first I was like, oh, I, I'm good. I don't really want it. And then two weeks later, after I actually read who they were, I was like, wait, so <laughs> I think I want it. <laughs> <laughs> so I called them back and stuff. And then I got the role. And yeah, I've just been cool ever since. Like, it's marketing manager role for one of the largest tech companies I'm good right now but of course it's always just that thing of wanting more if if you were to give advice right to someone particularly let's say a, a woman uh, a girl or a teenager um who was <laughs> who was thinking about getting into your field right what advice would you give them mm. I suppose this is something I actually tell my sister because I have five of those. Wow. <laughs> anyway, um, so because she, I suppose she kind of wanted to do something along the same line, something similar, but ultimately it's just about doing as much research as possible and, and absorbing as much as possible and literally trying to take every single opportunity regardless of if you think it's something you want so for instance like when I started looking for my roles and stuff I knew I wanted to get into marketing or film or whatever that may be so I literally started applying to only those roles like I feel like you need to be very purpose-driven and specific because if you're not specific life will literally toss you everything and anything and that's not really that great sometimes but if you kind of at least have a rough idea and then kind of head in that direction more times than not you you will probably get a better expectation like for me I remember at one point I started believing that I was going to travel the world for free I got really spiritual within this job hunt I'm telling you like for the the whole 10 months I was very spiritual I, I believed in my heart and soul 
that I was gonna travel for free. My mom thought I was mad because I had zero in my account at this point. Like I this is why I think I believe in the the whole power of like manifesting exactly what you want to be and like really, really purpose driven. I said I was gonna travel for free and then I applied for this job, which was the first startup I worked for. I applied and one of the benefits was basically flying out to San Francisco for four weeks training, all expenses paid. And then when I got the job, I basically traveled to like six different countries in like six months because I was like in charge of all these world tours. And people thought I was crazy. They really, <laughs> really did. And I knew in my heart of hearts that that job was mine because during the interview, I studied the wrong company. <laughs> and the interviewer oh, wow. was like, oh, wow, your research is impeccable. But I'm sorry to say it's like about the wrong company oh wow <laughs> at that point i was just kind of like oh, oh god oh, you know shit. what oh my <laughs> why me like why <laughs> you must have just wrote that off you must have thought uh, you know oh. i ain't got that job honestly i really thought i didn't and it was two days before my birthday and they called me and i did like an aptitude test or whatever and they were like you got the job you're flying out this and that like my mom thought I was crazy, like, and even till today, I'm little. I'm literally still traveling and eating for free. Yeah. So, were you saying you're still traveling now and eating for free? Yeah, basically. I mean, okay. like, have you got plus ones? Or... <laughs> <laughs> or is it just is it just for you? It's just for you. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes here and there, you know. Some but now you're part of the Listen, now you're part of the golden circle, yeah. You know, what's yours benefits is our benefits. Yeah, so we're family now. Sure, yeah, sure. family. Sure. 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 It's not just a guest, it's just family. You're my sister. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been wonderful having you on, um, Lily. And you know, for us it, it's different because the golden circle well, we we don't just want to talk about owning your own business and being an entrepreneur we, we we literally this podcast was always about bringing um we say ordinary people who live extraordinary lives um and through that you know we we are very we feel very honored that you've you've come onto the podcast as well and shared your story yeah it's very, um, been very candid as well it's, yeah it's and i think i think sometimes sometimes it's not just about okay i'm a ceo of this company or that company you literally you're doing what you do you hustle on your side um you do your blogging and you're really accomplished at that on instagram and also you work a good job which you have a really high paid job so i think it's a lot of inspiration for a lot of people who are listening as well younger kids um and people who are probably stuck right now and they don't know what they want to do and you know your motto is is really really um it, it resonates hard because it, it does say basically go out there and get your dreams and go out there. If you want it bad enough, go and get it. Um, and you're living, walking proof that it, it, it works, manifesting uh, what you want, a visualization. Yeah, but I'm also going to say always, 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 always apply actual actions and execution. Don't just be sleeping and trying to manifest. And, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Or, the universe not. is not just going to give it to you. you exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it, it, it goes right, both so, ways. Yeah, so you, you actually have to do something for that to happen. Yeah, so, you are doing something. You're manifesting, <laughs> isn't it? What <laughs> uh, else do you want to do? I think I said this no, no, I think I said this in the last episode. Like, since I've quit my job, weirdly enough, 
things have been moving. So it's it's, it's a bit weird. So I've been getting opportunities that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I didn't say I was quitting my job. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just a case of having a plan and putting it into action uh, and things will fall in place if you put the action. So you can't just sit on your laurels expecting things to happen for you. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 um, it's a mixture of both, for well, sure. You have, to, you have to remember, you're, you're, you, you, naturally, you naturally change with your environment. So then, okay, so basically you quit your job and you're saying that you're not you're in a good place when you quit your job. Amazing. Not, oh my god! <laughs> Wait, you're you're in a you're in a good place. So yeah, technically your your demeanor changes, yep. the way that you approach people changes, um, and the way that you even even the way that you would text. Someone told me the other day that I sounded I sounded happy. Yeah, oh. and that's because you've got that good energy. Then that is in itself that helps and that actually drives you to do stuff so you know if you saw a job or not even just a role or you saw an opportunity come up that you wouldn't have applied for in your role or you wouldn't have went for it then you would be like nah fuck it I've got nothing to lose now Mm -hmm. so now I'm gonna go for it so that is where that yes and that could lead to what you've been manifesting you want Mm -hmm. financial freedom you want to spend more time with your family you want to go on holidays as you know Lillian said that she wants to travel the world for free and and eat for free and you know <laughs> and hopefully one day share that with uh <laughs> share that with the Lord circle of brands, you know and I have to say be very specific when you're manifesting don't just say travel don't just say food be specific <laughs> so you want to travel to here and you want to be eating you know filet mignon <laughs> Yeah, literally, literally, you don't, you know, I was reading, um, I mentioned it in the last episode, but I was, I was just finished reading it as well, again, which is outwitting the devil. And one of the things the devil says, um, don't beg when you pray. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got to that bit. Yeah, Yeah. you demand Demand what you want, you demand it, you don't, you don't, you don't beg, you know, and I feel that's goes hand in hand with manifestation as you said be specific about what you want um and you know a lot of people actually know what they need to do to get to where they need to be but it is literally that first step to do it and um yeah i say lily you've been great have we've enjoyed having you on um, thank you so much yeah and everyone go and follow uh, oh lily. drop your um drop your tags Ooh, Melanated Boss and my YouTube that hopefully I will be consistent with this year. Um, it's called Blinked Into My 20s, just in case you want to follow that as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so we'll probably put this in the episode um, yeah, show notes. description as well, just just to make sure. Um, thank you. Thank yeah, you, cool. Thank you. It was thank amazing so being on the show and thank you so much for the awesome conversation. Glad we could be of service. Yes. Definitely glad to be this. <laughs> so until another uh, next time, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Um, and yeah, just be sure to to follow the Golden Circle at the G O L D N Circle. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys soon. All right. So I think that's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. You've been locked into the No Bad Energy Podcast with your hosts Brad and J Dot. 
don't forget to follow us on our instagram that's at the golden circle at the golden circle that's t-h-e-g-o-l-d-n-c-i-r-l-e cool peace